Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morgoth Beats, welcome to the show. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. I have a lot of questions for you, but I want to introduce you for anybody who may not be familiar. So uh, you play in Winds of Plague. Um, you are also a producer. You've been a producer for quite a while now. You've worked with a lot of people, uh, for example, like Juice World, Suicide Silence, Lozan, Bones, MGK, probably a lot of other people that I'm not even thinking of. Um, but what many people may not know is that you are secretly the brains behind many of my videos. I bounce a lot of ideas <laughs> off you because out of everybody that I know, I think I trust your opinions on music more than anybody else. Thank you. I'm I'm just a fan of the channel, so getting to uh, have an opinion that makes it onto your videos is just a satisfying thing for me. Your executive producer credit is in the mail, I promise. Thank you. Thank you. Next time I have to apply for a job, it's on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, with you, you got a giant wolf tattooed on your head. So applying <laughs> for a job, maybe not going to happen. No, that's not, not a realistic expectation. Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 we've talked about your career and stuff before. Um, and I'm sure that'll, I do have some questions about that, but I just posted a video today that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, about like basically this idea of vibe music and in particular, like with, with hip hop, I feel like I've seen a lot of videos and social media posts and stuff like that in the past couple of year or past couple of months rather about how rap is dying. You know, there was like an article going around about how there wasn't like a number one rap song in two years or something like that. Um, it does kind of feel to me like it's not as cool as it was a couple years ago and like creatively maybe not as exciting as it was a couple years ago but as somebody who's like you know really part of it more than i am what's your take on that yeah uh you know i i watched yeah i watched the video or uh, this morning and uh, i remember you sent me the treatment for it uh a while ago so um yeah it's it's interesting um and really quickly, I also wanted to mention my Patreon. If you like what I do on YouTube and everywhere else, joining my Patreon really helps me do this full time and worry less about videos getting demonetized by YouTube or copyright claimed by labels. Patrons get all my podcasts and main channel videos early. There are members only channels in my Discord that I'm super active in. I also do giveaways. For example, I've been giving away a lot of Emo's Not Dead merch. And you can also have me review your music, artwork, or anything else. All you 
you need to do is join my Patreon at the $10 level. And then every month I do a call for submissions. If you want me to review something, just drop it in the comments of that post, and then I will review it live on Twitch. So if any of that sounds cool to you, hit the link in the description of this video, and I appreciate your support. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I think, you know, I think that maybe a couple years ago, uh, it felt more like a scene. There was like more of a uh, a community because it was more underground at right. one point, you know, like I don't think uh, when emo rap and like trap metal or like dark trap, that whole like wave was kind of coming up. I don't think it was like the expectation that it was going to be some of the like the biggest music on the planet, you know? Yeah, and... it's just like kids playing shows like in lofts in L.A. and random places in South Florida and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Where, um, well, now that, you know, that ship has sailed and it's been like that a while, I think it's almost like the post grunge thing, you know, where <laughs> grunge became the biggest form of music. Then after it's like, okay, where did we kind of go from here? Um, and yeah, I can see that the vibe music thing is definitely, uh, but I feel like that's been a thing for a while. I'm not really, it has been, yeah. I'm not really like, I like Playboy Cardi a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So I'm, and he is really catchy to me, and almost like it almost reminds me of hardcore or like punk. Just like it's very repetitive, totally. you know. So I'm not really mad at that particularly direction. But I hear what you're saying that. Uh, well, it's not even really. It's not even me saying it. Um, because my own opinions, whatever. But. I've seen the the part that's interesting to me is I've seen other people say like, oh, rap's not cool anymore. And I that was surprising to me because it feels to me like it's still pretty cool. But there's other people who probably know better than I do saying it. And that's the part that surprised me. Yeah. Um, I think this year has been one of the lower years for the genre in terms of having number one albums and stuff. But it was so like dominant for so long that expecting like 20 years. Yeah. Expecting to like keep that pace up forever is there's going to be a couple years where, you know, like we're probably in some sort of transition period, you know, I think yeah. that, uh, especially like with the melodic trap thing, there are a lot of artists who have really cool. It's like a double edged sword for me. Cause there's like a lot of artists who have really cool, singing voices and i love that like it's gone in a more melodic direction especially the more like you know the more street stuff like with artists yeah. who aren't particularly it seems like juice had an effect very heavily in not just like the alternative side of it but in the mainstream side of it where that was like because another... he was more part of like the hip-hop side of things obviously he you know was into rock and stuff but he was a little bit closer to the hip hop side of things than someone like Lil Peep was. Yeah, I think uh I think culturally he was for sure. I think musically right, right. He, it was culturally, yes. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think musically I think that's kind of what 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 I'm saying what I'm saying is like musically he was more alternative, like in terms yeah. of his melody selection and stuff like that. And I think that has like carried its way into the, you know, like the little TJs and like the Roddy Riches or even like, you yeah. know even more like destroy lonely and all that kind of right. stuff now has, they might be doing alternative kind of vocal melodies without realizing it. Yeah. I think that's kind of what's happening. Um, but 
yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. I think it really just depends now on like the next few albums come out. I mean, know Travis just came out with Utopia and that has gotten really positive reviews. I think really like, you know, Uzi uh Uzi's project came out and I think that had uh had a pretty crazy effect where I think Cardi's probably going to have a similar thing where yeah. You know, I'm just in nine years when he puts out his next album. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, so... but I mean, I, I I feel like Cardi and Uzi are two artists where I feel like when the pink tape came out, that was the first thing that felt like a real event to me in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. He uh it's funny because one's like goth and one's scene. Yeah. <laughs> right and whatever i mean cardi whenever he does come out was like a whole lot of red people were like when was the last time people were waiting for an album for years mm. yeah you know? I, yeah i think uh i think the next one is i think the next one's gonna be a big uh a big thing for metal too i think i'm I expecting do too. a yeah. more metal like from what i've heard from engineers and stuff who've like worked on music of his i'm it sounds like there's going to be something at least like darker and something a little more like aggressive coming from him. So it could be like, I mean, if you watch his live videos, he has like a heavy guitar player with him live every time. And it seems to be like resulting in these shows that are just insane, like close to a metal or hardcore concert, or at least as close. I think I've ever seen yeah. rap shows get. Um, Yeah. So I think, Maybe as a whole for for rap, that's not like, you know, the biggest thing in the world because rap is so used to just being like the top thing. Uh, but I think it might be a big gateway moment for heavier music. I've heard people say that like country is going to be the next big thing because I don't know if it's right now, but at least in the last week or two, there was like three huge country songs like in the top of the charts and stuff. And it does seem like country is having a moment, but I don't see that like taking the place of hip hop. Like, I don't think the hip hop fan is going to like switch and start listening to Jelly Roll. No, I don't think so. It does definitely some, feel some of them maybe, but not mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, it does kind of feel like country is having like the stigma is kind of gone a little bit yeah. from like, you know, the I listen to everything but country sort of <laughs> right. like. So I feel like it's a very common uh, statement people were would make, and I, I feel like that's kind of died down a lot. Um, I feel like maybe a country-infused hip-hop thing, maybe that's yeah. not hip-hop, maybe some of the like, melody influences might make their way over a little bit, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it uh, really taking place as like, the number one genre. I mean, I could see it maybe in terms of streams or tick definitely ticket sales i could see it maybe being number one because you know hip-hop doesn't do very well live no. for lots of reasons mm -hmm. um one of them being that like rap shows mostly are terrible yeah um but um culturally i don't see country sort of, like to me that's the big thing about rap is it's been so culturally dominant and influential really since like for the past 30 years it's been the most influential thing in like global culture and yeah. I, I don't see country taking that or anything else taking that place no i don't see it either um i think culturally it's pr actually pretty interesting the um 
the way that like metal has influenced hip hop has been actually pretty interesting, especially when it comes to like fashion and stuff, right. you know, which is like, I think gets left out of conversations a lot because even though punk and metal and like goth and like alternative are such like fashion based, uh, culture, like a, a su- fashion based subculture, it seems like one of those things people are like almost ashamed to talk about, like, <laughs> right. you know, like, like I spend all this time on all these like, st- like studded leather jacket and patched pants <laughs> and spiked hair, but I don't want to talk about it being, fashion. but I don't care about fashion. Yeah. That's okay, always been spent, weird to me, but you spent a hundred hours making your crust pants. Got it. Yeah, like to me, that was always like a, an appealing part of it was like the fashion part of it, and uh, seeing you know like again with like the car like the vamp, you know the vamp yeah. fans and like Uzi being the scene, you know basically like scene and like goth kids like running culture. I don't see country having an equivalent to that where right. like you know hip hop has like the designer brand thing going for it too. You know, there's a lot of layers to why it's so culturally you know relevant aside from just the music and i don't think country has those layers you know in the same way it doesn't have the aspirational component you know it's very relatable to a lot of people but it doesn't have the aspirational kind of component except for people like morgan wallen who basically borrow that from hip-hop yeah exactly yeah i totally agree But it's interesting, like, I've heard other people say, like, obviously, you and I have been sort of paying attention to the influence of punk and metal and stuff on rap for, like, 10 years now. Um, So it's not, like, new to us. But I've heard a lot of people who maybe, you know, weren't aware of that talking about how, like, oh, there's this new wave of, like, punk-influenced rap, specifically, like, Cardi and... I don't know, you tell me, but I feel like Cardi is the most influential person in hip-hop right now, and he, like, is 90%, like, influenced by punk and metal, from what I can tell. So, do you think that that's gonna sort of become an even bigger thing in hip-hop? Yeah, I feel like it is. I feel like we're really just seeing, like, the tip of the iceberg of it, like, the the optimist in me kind of thinks that, (laughs) you know, where... I keep thinking like, you know, cause like you said, we've been kind of just having this conversation for like 10 years almost uh, where it keeps seeming like, okay, well this is like, this is as far as it's going to go. And then the yeah. next wave of artists comes and it's like an even step further where Cardi's been, Cardi's been doing this since like his first album, since he started wearing like the Vivian Westwood stuff on the cover, right. like the dog whistles have been there the whole time. Um, I mean, he has a fucking bad religion tattoo. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's hidden. Not at all. And now I think it's, I think now that he's like discovered black metal, you know, Uh and like he's wearing corpse paint, like that's where, you know, the road goes like for. Right, right. So I think that, and all like the high end rappers wearing Burzum shirts. That's what's next. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like with Rick Owens be like, you know, becoming so like, prolific and high fashion and stuff. I only see it going more in that direction. I don't think that, uh, I don't think we've reached like the point where that's to me, the biggest hope for metal or rock having any sort of like mainstream comeback is through pop and rappers. Like, sure. I think that if it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen because of some crossover, appeal that like you know like uzi just did it with bring me on his album you know like i think 
I think we'll probably see more. How's Cardi going to do that? I mean, they've, they, they've had a contest of who can be more alternative. Like they're, I don't think it's like they're legit having a contest, but you know what I mean? Right, like right. every time one does a step in that direction, yeah. what's, you know, what's Cardi going to do? Like, like make a, make a cover of Dimu or something like that. It's, I mean, that wouldn't honestly shock me. Not me either. So yeah, I think that uh, I think that the influence of punk and metal is going to be even more prevalent probably in the next five five years. I would say. Yeah, and and it's wild that it's been bubbling for so long, but I mean, I guess these things take time. Yeah, it takes like generations for people to get used to it. Like, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the other day, which I thought was actually really interesting uh, on one of your streams. I was watching. Um, when you said like MGK uh, killed emo rap, and I was right. like, it's kind of true. I was like, kind of true it because it did take like it took like six years or seven years or so of people being like adjusted, to, like their ears and their taste being adjusted to liking those kind of melodies and those that kind of guitar playing and stuff for someone just to come along and just do a full fledged album like that. And then when it came, everyone was ready for it. You know, I think. Yeah, trap metal might have a similar thing, you know, where I keep thinking I've I've thought it a couple times where I'm like, oh, well, I guess this might be as far as it goes, you know, and then. And then, yeah, someone like, you know, Cardi comes or like Uzi's like kind of doing this like scream stuff and he had heavy guitars on his last thing. So, I mean, it's not it'll be water, a more watered down version. Right. Of like, it's not going to be as extreme as like Scarlord or something like that. But, you know, it's uh at this point, we just have to take take our take our wins anywhere we can get them. You, you know, that's a good point. Um, I was going to ask you about trap metal being dead because, at least as far as you know, the wave of artists from call it you know twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen or whatever, um, none of them have like they're putting up very respectable numbers, and and I think a lot of them are still making great music, but none of them have really had like a breakout kind of moment where they're bigger than they were then. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and like ghost main hasn't even put out music, I think since like 2019. And he was probably the one that I think had the most potential to do that. Um, and so I was thinking, well, trap metal's kind of dead, but now that you mention it, you know, maybe that wave of artists isn't going to have a breakout moment, but I mean, Uzi went to number one with, you know, yeah. songs with guitars and screaming. And I mean, that's a pretty persuasive argument. Yeah, I I've, I feel like this happens with most uh, sub genres, right? Like where the first initial wave of artists never really like break the door down. And but yeah. the, it's usually the wave where people are the most excited about. It and it's the most like extreme raw version of the style. And then it'll take like, you know, a more mainstream uh artist or like a more mainstream uh approach to the style of music like you know or at least like a more digestible version of it to like really break the door down on it and i think that's probably what's happening where because if you watch if you yeah if you watch any of these like live cardi shows it's it's tra- he's doing like trap metal versions of his songs where right. he has like seven string guitar player playing chug versions of like songs like stop breathing and stuff, you know, where right in that context, I could definitely see like if that makes it onto his album, 
um, then yeah, like I think we'll see another wave of trap metal that might be more mainstream than the previous one where a lot of those artists are big and there's like, it's still probably one of the biggest things in underground, at least in heavy music in terms of where I see artists regularly that like shock me by how many monthly listeners they have. Where yeah, like, there's plenty of them that are like two to five million monthly listeners, maybe yeah, even a little bit more, which is for metal. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. it's and, like, they're, and they're playing to like, you know, 1200, 2000 kids, you know, yeah, it's more than it's more than I initially expected, but I definitely think that you know Uzi did it like on his last. He has like a song like "Suicide Doors," which was on his last album. Yeah. Is that's like a seven string riff the whole time, you know? Where and he's doing like his version of like highs. He's doing you know where <laughs> right where yeah. I th- I think it seems that teenagers particularly are really gravitating towards that. So. That's kind of what makes me think like, okay, there's probably like going to be a wave of artists who are influenced by that, who are younger, who will like kind of take that torch and whether it's called the same thing or not, you know, whether they like, you know, just appropriate it into like the term rage. I think that's very right. right. That's That's true. Cause like rage is really not so different from trap metal. It's not, it's a lot of it. It just happens to be like, instead of a heavy guitar it's like a synth that's really that's really the diff that's really the only difference and maybe not quite as aggressive as something like scar lord or city morgue or something but it's not super far off yeah no not really it's it's uh pretty it's pretty much the same it's part of the same scene too people use the words interchangeably you know uh yeah so i definitely think that we could see a more mainstream version of that like coming still I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. It's interesting to me that I feel like rock fans now are kind of starting to accept trap metal now, you know, several years after it was like kind of at its most relevant. I was really surprised by this that on a video I did recently, the one I did about like alternative music in the 2010s or whatever, um, I got tons of comments from people who were like mad that I didn't mention X, meaning XXX Tentacion, yeah. um, which I think is is a fair point. Um, but I was like, wow, this is weird because when I was talking about him like five years ago, <laughs> they didn't want to hear it. They told yeah. me to shut up and didn't know who he was and stuff. And now five years later, it's like, wow, bro, I can't believe you didn't mention X. And uh, like, I mean, I was I was happy to see it. It's just sort of. Uh, I just kind of, um, I don't know what's the right yeah. way to put it. Just weird that it took five years, you know? It's got to be vexing being early to the 
the party so often yeah. to where people <laughs> where, <laughs> where yeah I, I think that you know it it's crazy with with x he was so far ahead of his time but at the same time like right in the right spot yeah. for his time too where some yeah. of the stuff he was doing it was definitely far ahead of its time and some of the stuff he was doing was like right at what like it's like he knew he knew like this is for the future this is for right now it's feel i feel like you know um but yeah i i agree like i don't i i think it's funny that it takes metal and rock fans a while but i think it takes older fans a while and i think there's just a a, a louder opinion from like older metal and rock fans yeah. that whenever something with guitar or whenever kids do anything they seem to get you know, it, it's like a, it's like their generation is, it's like the death call of like their generation or their youth or something, you know, and yeah. like when they're like, when they detach from what like teenagers are doing, that's when I think they get real upset about it. And now that that generation is probably like a little older, they don't really, you know, care enough to comment on the internet. So now right. all those teenagers who are the ones making music, now you're starting to hear X's influence like carry right. over into like music in real time, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just sort of the natural order of things. I feel like this is the first time in a while where I'm like, man, I don't get it. Especially like with yeet. I'm like, I do not understand. I mean, I, I sort of understand the appeal. Like I understand the appeal of the aesthetics, you know, he's got all his, whatever, you know, all his like lore and all that. Like, I understand the appeal of that but I don't really understand the appeal of his music. Like it all kind of sounds the same to me and none of it is catchy to me, but there's millions of kids that love it. So I don't think, you know, I don't want to be like, Oh, you know, like principal Skinner, like, no, it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. Um, what do you think I'm missing about Yeats music? I think um, I listen to Yeats music almost in the same way. Like I was listening to, like pump you know in the uh -huh. very in a very it's very like turn your brain off like just kind of like primal yeah. like i think that maybe there's there it's not i'm not but at saying, least you like, could you, understand what pump was saying <laughs> yeah well i think it's like a f like music progresses in different ways you know in like multiple yeah. directions at once and i think that yeet's progression off of like what soundcloud rap is is partially more extreme ironically and more yeah. extreme uh in terms of like he built his own little world in terms of the lingua lingo and stuff right and he, i think he does have like a a pleasant sounding voice i yeah. think that has a lot to do with it too is like he's saying funny he has a sense of humor too totally. which which is like i don't think really comes across like I think he's hilarious. I get that part of it. I just don't think, I just don't think, I don't hear hooks in his music to me, but there's people who said the same thing about every other kind of music I've ever listened to and they were all wrong. So I'm okay with being wrong. I just want to understand what are other people hearing hooks in this and I don't, or is it really, is it, are the hooks not important here? I think, I think his hooks are very much kind of, I don't even think he plans out what his hooks are. I think he like yeah. it's just kind of like a okay, let's take the the first eight bars of what you said in this song and we'll repeat it here and that's the hook. 
So okay, I think he kind so of, that, 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 yeah, that, I'm, I'm hearing that, yeah. Like, it's, I feel like he's probably kind of like a, like, punch line by line sort of thing, yeah. and, like, he'll go through, like, a whole stream of consciousness, and then they'll decide which part of the stream of consciousness is the part you repeat. So I don't think yeah. he's initially trying to make, like, you know, in the way that, like, maybe he's different from, like, a pump is, like, you know, pump very intentionally, like, Gucci, like you know, is very repetitive, where yeah. Yeet isn't super repetitive. Yeet is, uh, but I think the hooks kind of come into more, like, with what the words he's saying sound like coming out yeah. of his mouth. Like, I think that's a big part of the, a, a, like, attraction is almost in a similar way that Cardi does where like he says yeah. words in funny ways that are really memorable you know like where like he'll make his voice crack int intentionally and like you know that'll be like that part of the flow he'll like drag lines out and stuff where i think that part's kind of catchy it can be um but i don't think it's in the same way it's like i'm just gonna say like one or two words the whole time you know so it's not like but people do i was gonna say it's not like sing along but i mean people do sing along to it yeah where I think it's I think that's part the appeal is what his voice sounds like, you know, and the I, way he says I come like to me, it's like the same thing. I remember the first time I heard attack attack and the devil wars Prada. I had the same reaction. I was like, what the fuck is this? There's no hook or song here. And that was true there. Like yeah. it was more about just the overall like vibe and feel and and sound that they were going for than any specific part of the song like if you listen to most of those songs it's like total nonsense there's yeah, you know what i mean linear song structure yeah yeah exactly like somebody pointed out that the first woe is me album doesn't have a single chorus on it <laughs> yeah it's 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 hilarious that that trend that trend is, is hilarious like i always found that to be kind of interesting that i guess like in a way there is i guess yeet can fly into that a little bit but i mean yeah i don't think it's it's obviously different like in versus like what those bands were doing because but, but it's the same in that it's like teenagers are res like this resonates with teenagers because they don't give a shit about whether there is like a traditional chorus or not they're just like this sounds cool to me yeah. In gen this this overall thing sounds cool to me. I don't care if there's like a traditional chorus. Yeah, totally. And then it's usually the when there is a chorus, like it's uh not intentionally like it doesn't sound like he sat there and crafted a chorus. Right. Like I think it's just like yeah, I think it's just he's recording. He blurted like, out something that ended up sounding kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And I think like it's just like he's recording a stream of conscious probably on songs, and then they're just deciding like, oh, that's the hook. Like, you know, where where someone else might like sit there and be like, OK, like I'm going to write an intentional chorus. I don't think I think uh, Cardi does that, too. I think that's where like a lot of the ties in are where like Cardi very much will. Cardi's a little bit of both. Like Cardi will do stuff where he'll repeat some word over and over again. Then there's other songs where he probably just recorded like 64 bars and they just took, like, right. you know, the first eight and repeated it. That's that's probably so, I think when you're when you're saying like the with like the vibe music and like the hooks not really being there. I think that's always been kind of a part of more underground like hood music, you know, or like yeah, street music. Definitely. Like because I've definitely experienced that so many times recording artists, you know, that are of that ilk where 
they're just they're just going and you just like yeah you go like okay like which part is the chorus you know and then we will take the so i think you know having made music like that before i i kind of i get it like it's more just like I, this is what i'm talking about and whatever like this part repeat that part or repeat this part you know it doesn't matter like the i mean you go listen to like old memphis rap it's basically that exactly yeah exactly I think and that's there's some lines here and there that end up being kind of catchy and memorable, but I don't think they went into it with like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the part everyone's going to remember. Totally. And I think like because of, you know, because of that, like style is such it is a vibe like it's a vibe. I guess it's just a vibe, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but first I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Well, speaking of which, so you've worked with, as a producer, you've worked with a lot of great metal bands like Suicide Silence and, uh, you know, Of Sulphur and tons more. You've also worked with a lot of rappers like Lil Xan and Bones and tons more. Talk about how the process is different between working with a metal band versus a rapper. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things that are the same and there's some things that are different. Uh, one thing that I will say is the same is just kind of 
the way I've like compartmentalized it in my head on how to work on multiple styles of music um, successfully is at the end of the day, like genre is just patterns and sound, you know, like what type of groove, like, are you picking? What kind of drum sounds are you picking? What kind of melodies are you playing on which kind of instruments? So when it comes to something like Bones, Bones has a lot of crossover melodically with like metal you know in terms of like what i play on like a string or like piano or something like that would be the same thing i would write on guitar as like a riff you know just put in a different context with different instruments so i think one of the things that's different is basically that like metal being very much uh put I don't want to say a, a box because it's not not a box but you know like I know it's going to be heavy guitars I know it's going to be like these like crushing drums and when I work with a band usually there's a couple people in the band who have opinions sometimes it's like the whole band it just depends and I've I've found that with writing with a band um a lot of times those constraints kind of like keep you in line with what it is, you know, but with rap, um, what is the main instrument and what isn't is really like much more broad in terms like I can have it be a flute, a violin, like, et cetera, et cetera, you know, a guitar. Could be, there's like that one sample of like the bed squeaking that everyone uses. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's to me, the difference is you can get a little more kooky with like the sound design and stuff, you know, like it's a little more experimental in terms of like, and you're just kind of trying to find that like one loop that you can, you know, alter, at least for me, like I'll try and find that one thing that is worthy of hearing for two minutes, you know? Right. And I'll figure out how to alter it in slight ways in terms of like, you know, maybe in the chorus, I'll add like glitch effects on it or something, but it's the same melody in a band i'm writing like a different riff for these parts like i'm writing a different breakdown than what's happening the rest of the song you know so there's more parts in the song especially with something like you said like of sulfur or that's uh orchestral too um then like another layer of complexity comes in with that in terms of like what would an orchestra do if like i were to have like an orchestra playing behind this band and that would be like, okay, like the violin sit here, like the cello sit here. So there is like musical complexities that come with metal if you want to do it, you know, in in like a, I don't want to use the word correct, but a more musical way, I guess, you know. Traditional way. Maybe. Traditional way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like in theory, at least metal bands show up at the studio with their songs written in reality, not always, but yeah. in theory they do. Whereas yeah. a lot of rappers show up with a lot less sort of set in stone. Yeah, totally. It's a lot more like the word producer means different things in different genres. And uh, it also means the same thing sometimes where my role as a producer is usually like producer songwriter. So when I'm working with a band, I usually write the songs with the band. Like we'll send ideas back and forth if we're not working in person. Like I will sit there and I'll write like a whole song for a band, like pro like program all the drums, play bass, play guitar, write all the orchestra, like come up with a full idea, send it to them. They have notes, you know, like we'll go back and forth with stuff. 
and or vice versa they'll come in person and we'll sit there and we'll write a song out together in person with rappers i'll make some like i'll make beats beforehand i just do it all the time in general for these specific occasions that i can just sit there and run through a folder of instrumentals i've made and whichever one is the one they're like i like this like i can hear myself on this then they'll sit there and they'll write the song out and we'll usually like when they're tracking vocals that's usually when i'll have opinions like maybe let's change this line let's change your flow here so rap's a little more spontaneous and and even it pop too pop is closer to rap too in terms of how it's created like that you know where with singers i'll do the same thing just run through instrumentals but sometimes there are bands where I do that, too, where it's like, you know, if it's just the singer in the band who really kind of dictates the ship and they're just kind of coming to me to, like, hear full-fledged ideas, like, I'll play full-fledged ideas and we'll make a whole song out of that, you know? And sometimes nothing will change. Uh, sometimes things will. So, yeah, it can it can change. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of things that have in common, like what they have in common with each other. It's wild just i guess um how much more work it is to make a metal song um and i'm not one of these people it's like oh you these damn rappers they just press buttons like i get it but it's like just legitimately it is more work to make a metal song like i was watching uh some babytron interview and you know he puts out just a crazy amount of music which is awesome and they asked him like how long do you spend on most songs and he was like you know, usually it's like 20 minutes. If I'm really stuck, it maybe takes me 45 minutes or an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, I wonder, too, like when rappers usually stay stuff like that, it's kind of like, OK, sometimes that's the case with metal, too, when you're just talking about the vocals, you know. But like, I mean, even if you have the basic idea for a song and you come up with that in maybe 20 minutes, like just it just literally takes longer to finish the song because you got to program drums, you got to play the guitars. I mean, there's yeah. just more. Like literally, recording guitars takes longer than programming beats. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's crazy too because whenever yeah I'm making metal, it, I don't have to just like put on my like engineer hat. I put on like my player hat too, where right. it's like I have to okay, I'm recording guitars, and a lot of times I've just learned over the years that these might not change like this might be the yeah. take that you know so i will sit there and like play something that you know however you know, 60 times you know i'll play a right. riff in a row and then like try and comp the best thing together that i can uh and in rap it can be like that too uh sometimes making beats sometimes i think that's one thing that people maybe uh leave out of the conversation sometimes when rappers are like I make a hundred songs in 20 minutes where it's like, but how long did it take someone to make that beat? Like sometimes right. it's sometimes it, some people can just fly through beats like that. But usually when that's the case, it'll be over someone else's melody. And that took like the person to make that melody, like the guitar riff or whatever, like might be, it took them hours, you know? So there might be, and maybe they sent you 50 beats and you're just like, Nope, 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 mm -hmm. Nope, 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 Nope. Okay. That's the one exactly. so to you. You maybe only spent 10 minutes picking the beat, but they maybe took, you know, a week and a half to make all of them. Yeah, exactly. Where, because uh, usually I play simpler things in my hip hop beats, you know, I, I'm usually not playing as complex of stuff uh, just because 
realistically that's not what rappers pick and i've just learned right. that lesson oh the, like the hard way like a hundred times over like it's it's almost like my metal side is just like <laughs> banging at the door sometimes trying to be like more complex this is not interesting enough like yeah. you know and then whenever i like let that in and just like we'll try and make something more interesting i always get to play the next one sort of thing <laughs> <You're like, "Damn." laughs> and then i'm then whichever one i was like you know half awake and just kind of was just like oh yeah this this feels cool this is good enough you know i'll go with this and that'll be like oh yeah that's the one so i've just been like okay like I get it. Like at this point, well, I mean, in metal, the guitars are the focal point. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would care more. Whereas, you know, in hip hop, it's just another, you know, part of the, another part of the song that isn't intended to take center stage. Yeah. Like the, I, the same thing I'm playing on guitar could be replaced with like a piano or something like that. And they would right. still do the job. You know, it's not right. the, the drums and the vocals are like the main thing. I think that's an, but I kind of think that way in metal too. Like I, I really, really am like pretty particular with like the drums kind of being the focal thing on what dictates the direction of like or the mood of the song, you know. So, yeah, they both have stuff in common. But I think that's like a strength is being able to kind of dip from one to the other, like you know, take things from metal. Like, what one thing I one thing I I found. Is, this is pretty common with people who I know too, who also are like kind of like do multiple genres. Is like the way my mind like perceives like hi hat patterns in hip hop is very similar to the way I perceive like kick drum patterns in like death metal, you know? Sure. Or like the way like 808 patterns are is like very similar to how I'll write breakdowns. Like it's. Yeah, especially like in Gent or something that like that that has a lot of syncopation and exactly. stuff like that. Where it comes from, like the same place. It's just like what sounds I'm using is the different thing. But like musically, right. I, I would do the same thing, you know? I mean, modern metal has so much in common as compared to, say, classic metal, you know, like whatever. Um, Testament and, you know, Migos don't have that much in common, but Amir and Migos do. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think a lot of people, like, when you listen to both, you pick up on that. It's kind of hard not to pick up on that. You know, I find it funny when people think it's weird uh, that, you know, we say stuff like that, where it's like, or it's like, this doesn't sound at all the same, where it's like, yeah, but you're not like actually listening to like the grooves and stuff. You're basing music based on like, just like this one narrow thing of like, yeah. does it sound just like this? Not does it feel like this, you know? Right, right. Because, you know, I mean, any... Any song, like you're saying, like genre is just a set of conventions regarding, you know, sound design and arrangement, really. Like you can take almost any song, rearrange it and put it in whatever genre you want. You know, it's like all the, you know, all the TikTok. It's like, what if such and such was a pop punk song? You know, and you see how, you know, if, if you're a decent musician, you see how, I don't want to say easy it is, but like any song can be transformed into another genre without losing the essence of what the song is. Yeah. And that's usually a good testament on like whether something's a good song or not is like, right. Can you apply it in like all these different contexts and is it still a good song? Right. And like the best ones usually. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, uh, I got to get going, but always great to talk to you. And thank you again for uh, all your help with everything over the years. I will continue to take credit for all the great ideas you've given me. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, always excited to see what you're up to. Dude, thank you so much for having me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>